Jefferson. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings, welcome in. Hey, I, it's February. It's February. Happy February. I didn't even realize that until this month. It's February. My, one of my least favorite months of the year. Hello, we made it. Congratulations. <laughs> Although, it is the eternal debate, though. I think most people, we've done this before. We've done our month rankings on this show before. And eh, February, January, usually 11, 12, uh, you know, in some order, maybe 10, 10 11, 12, somewhere in there. Uh, but it's hard to tell which one should be 12. Maybe January after this year. Oh, January is going to actually drop below February. And so maybe we're... Well, I, did, I, I, ju- I just remember, Caleb, also, why we picked... It's all coming back to me now. My brain is still coming back together after my, after my surgery on Monday. Uh, but our request line Friday theme tomorrow, which we said it is the song that you feel like you hear, you've heard the most in your life. Like your, Correct. Your, your internal play count is highest for the reason we did that i just remembered the reason we did that tomorrow is because it's groundhog day Mm -hmm. and if you've seen the movie groundhog day bill murray wakes up every day to the i got you babe song so it's kind of like what's that i got you babe for him uh that that whole thing so we are uh we my goodness okay i I don't know why i'm i don't know mark i'm not sure why i'm so uh, uh sort of out of out of preparation it's still in the system for 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 doing it is still in the system (laughs) how long does this stuff is this like a month-long situation what are we talking about it could take several days for it to work out okay good that's good that makes me feel better it gives me an excuse for some of the things i actually would like it to be longer so i have more excuses for the things that i Uh, you'll, uh, you'll be fine by tomorrow or saturday boy how about uh Man, speaking of uh, you know Groundhog Day though and weather, how about yesterday, guys? Huh? Huh? Yep. How about that? Got the garage floors cleaned off. Ooh, nice. Took some scrubbing. That's always good. The by the way, now we've we've sort of ha 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 chuckled at various times just ourselves when the Grow Lincoln team is in, guys, about how many car washes there are in the city of Lincoln. Well, guess what? There's not enough. Guess what? It's exactly right. We've said, how can can this city maintain demand for this many car washes? I mean, the supply of car washes has literally gone up 500% in the last five years. There's no way the city can maintain it. Well, on on days like yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah, they can. So, and and probably this weekend too. The, the, if you had a if you had a sunny day on fr- on Saturday, I don't think it's supposed to be sunny on Saturday, but a sunny day and a day in the fifties or or sixties, it would be it would be insane. The 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 car wash lines would be. I mean, it would be like what you saw for temperature Tuesday mm-hmm. yesterday, and then multiply that by like by like five. Um, Can you imagine if the car washes had dynamic pro- pricing like it was an Uber or something? Where, like, you know, peak... Surge peak, pricing? Yeah, yeah, peak times. All of a sudden, you're hey, like, it's $50 it for is, you to come through if, on the basic. If it is A, a weekend, B, <laughs> sunny, and C, over 50 degrees in the month of uh, February or March, then you, you're you paying, like, yeah, 
Caleb, that's like a $75 car wash then for you at that point when you have surge car wash prices. There goes, there goes my annual pass. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I did. speaking of lines, I did drive by. Did drive by Runza on the final. I guess this would have been the day before yesterday, um, but they had the the final temperature Tuesday, and people had to thanks to the weather, people had to dish out a quarter for the Runzas on the last on the last temperature Tuesday. Sad, sad. They were still interested in it. Can't believe so. they were that expensive. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the the month long forecast from our handy dandy month long uh, calendar here. I know does not show us. Cold at all? I know, I know. I don't. I mean, I, there's there's not any craziness like we had last month, but you know, they're showing forties and fifties generally for highs. I mean, the, I did some, I did some, uh, I don't know, research yesterday. I I love. I admit it. Everyone knows this. Jack is a huge weather nerd. A weather wonk. Uh, a weather, yeah, no, I, wonk. Well, I'm not. That implies some sort of like. Uh, you know, wisdom that goes with it. But I'm just a weather weather nerd. I really like looking at the numbers. But I was going through the website. I love to look at lincolnweather.unl.edu. And I was kind of looking at some of the averages and norms and and things that go along. Like having it be, the, the forecast, by the way, is is basically 40s or higher, and, and mostly 50, but 40s or higher all the way through Valentine's Day right now. Uh, in fact, I think Valentine's Day, when I looked at the extended forecast, was the first day where you had a high in the 30s. Okay, uh, so that gets you all the way out for another two weeks from right now. Uh, February 13th, historically, February 13th, uh, right the day before Valentine's Day, is his is is the first day where the normal average high temperature is 40 for the city of Lincoln. So thir- every 30 is officially below normal. Anything in the 30s is below normal starting at that point. The other interesting stat is by February 18th, if the if you have a high that's below zero, like we had a couple of weeks ago, it would be an all-time record. That just doesn't that doesn't happen in Lincoln after February 18th, or hasn't happened in Lincoln. So, like, basically at this point, we've got really one to two weeks, like February 14th to March 1st, where any like real significant bitter cold has been historically frequent. Now it can happen. It does happen. There are record lows of, of like, you know, or record record highs of like six. But it is. It gets very rare. Knocking out, chopping off the weeks. So you might say, guys, of these first two weeks of February, m- makes a significant dent in the winter. I don't think you can overstate it. What it does. In fact, let me let me give you this stat too that I figured out. In the last decade, Lincoln has a, had a grand total of 14 days. So last decade, they've had 14 days where there was a high under 20 after Valentine's Day. Okay? So after Valentine's Day in the winter, there have only been 14 days in the last decade, 1.4 per year, where the high is under 20. So uh, it, all, all I'm basically saying, I'm not saying there will be no snow. I'm not saying anything like that. But... If we're taking this all the way up to Valentine's Day right now with pretty much nice weather the whole time, you're you really are starting to run out of real estate for the winter to do to do much of anything. Well, extended winter, yeah. it'll come come and go. It, yeah, you could have you could have a a day, but you still probably aren't going to have like bitter cold. You still aren't going to have 
you know highs of uh, of zero. It's good. It would be it would be, be rec- it would be record breaking. It would be unusual. Yes. So I don't know. Let's what party. I, what I like even better is as of today, sunset is now at five forty four. Oh yes, one hundred percent. We've gained like forty five, forty six minutes. One in the afternoon. One hundred percent. Hey, speaking of, uh, I got to ask you guys this, and and maybe the whole listening audience this. Speaking of places with long lines, talked about runs that we talked about, car washes. I I don't know. Have either either of you been to Target recently? And maybe most specifically the Target that's right over here on O Street on 48. You mean my my second home? Yeah, your second. I assume you've been there in the not too distant future or distant past, probably. Yesterday. Yesterday you were there. Yep. Okay. Have you been there recently, Mark? Uh, I think it was 2014. <laughs> okay, so it's been a while. All right, well, then you might want to sit this one out. Caleb, I want to see if you've noticed this. Have the lines gotten out of control at the registers in a way, like in a way I have never seen before at even non-peak times? Yes. I went in there... Uh, on, I think, Tuesday afternoon. I can't even remember what I went in. I went in there to get something. I saw the line coming from the self-checkout area. And I this is not an exaggeration. It almost got, if you've been in that Target, it goes down that main aisle where you mm-hmm. have, like, the cosmetics and stuff. It almost made it to, like, the grocery refrigerator freezer area back there. Yeah. Uh, I, I a, mean, a couple days ago, that's where my wife called me from to say it's going to be a minute. And it was this was out on a weekday at three thirty in the afternoon, maybe two thirty, three thirty in the afternoon. What is and, going on? Let, let, let me let me guess. When you got all the way up there, I didn't. Did, go, I didn't. You, I left. I didn't buy. Okay. I, I saw the line. Did, did and I you? Left. Did, okay, so when when you walked by where where they were, the checkers, they probably had what two lanes open, and the rest was self checkout. Yeah, there was one or two, and those yep. had big lines too. Yep. But the but everyone was in. Yeah. But both of them, yeah. I, so, but like, who? That uh, I'm so confused. It wasn't like they've had self checkout for years there, and that's not been that bad. And the same thing is true of the Costco in Lincoln too. The lines uh, are more people shopping. No, is the economy better? What is? No, what is happening? They're not opening up their the checkouts. That's what it is. Are you sure? And absolutely sure. Like I mean, the, the number of times crazy. that I'm over there, I was over there. I, I ran over there real quick on Saturday or Sunday morning to, to grab a couple of things, and the line was, it wasn't that far, it was probably halfway back that far, but they didn't have any of the self-checkouts open and had one checkout stand open. And, and And we were all going... Maybe that's it. We were going, why, why is it like this? And one of the... Someone who was up there was checking out and said, "Well, we don't have somebody who can who can stand over there by the self checkout." And one one brave one guy old, braver than me goes, "They're self serve, like <laughs> like you have cameras, like if, if you want to help get people through here, I think I think stores in general have stopped caring at all about what the experience is of oh, we want to make sure you have a good experience while you're here so that you come back to shop." I don't know, man. I think the demand's got to play into it somehow. I mean, it was 40, I bet it was 40 people deep. Like, no exaggeration. Mm-hmm. I bet it was 40 people deep. Yep. Or 40 parties, gr- groups total, or people are, are groups. So, I know seven, seven people that aren't going to be 
uh, shopping at Target anymore. Oh, who's that? The seven that got fired. Well, where was this? It was a couple of different locations. They bought the Stanley uh, Starbucks X Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, uh, Target has a policy uh, that says uh, <laughs> they can't benefit themselves on merchandise ahead of customers. Oh, that's right. We talked about this a while. Uh, yeah, it was a while back. <laughs> this cup that was so popular that yeah. that you had associates that were yeah. buying it or getting it somehow ahead of the general public, something like okay. you, you, you weirdos in your water cups. Okay, I'll say it. You, you guys are weird with your water cups. Say, I, I will still stand by those people are less weird than whatever policy they're trying to run the checkout lanes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I will say this: like Walmart, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't. I've noticed Walmart is actually they've got. It feels like Walmart has gobs of self checkout lanes, and they're almost there's rarely a wait at those. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on. Re- something weird's going on with retail in Lincoln. Caleb thinks he's got figured got it figured out. I don't know if I believe him. Yeah, they're just not staffing their checkout lanes. I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Then they, only they have, have like thirty checkout lanes. Why are there two people standing? Well, there's there? only like four self checkout lanes though, right? Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. No, no, because yeah, because they're yeah. not putting people in the in the other ones. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think they really are at Walmart either. But they've got the difference is they've got at Walmart mm-hmm. they've got. I don't know, 20 self-checkout yeah. kiosks, basically. Yeah, that's Th- think of, the difference. Think about, I mean, there's the, the several other high vs but the high v here, I've hardly ever sta- stood in line. Because they, the one here on O Street, they be, probably because have. Because they staff all they the like checkout lanes. They have eight of them, probably. Is that and right? then they've got the three over there, and then the, and the like. Another two. Six, yeah, like six on this side. So they probably so, have 10 to 14 che- self-checkout lanes. Yeah. yeah. So they've got all those self-checkouts, but they also staff... So people can go through and just yeah. have somebody ring them up, so you don't have to wait in line. I don't know. It's just I, I thought it was just a, a weird deal there. But chaps were yesterday. Yep. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not chapped. I'm more just I seeking am. answers. I'm seeking answers. I would. Say. Now you got me riled up. All right. Uh, well, Mark. Besides me talking about you know ridiculous stuff with lines and retail outlets, uh, do we have any any real news here this morning that we need to make sure and uh, well, uh, we pass found, on? found out that. Crime Stoppers has uh, shared a, an anonymous letter with the Lancaster uh, Sheriff's Office about uh, Tyler Goodrich. Yeah. Kind of brought that story back to the front, but no new information, and, and uh, that's being held uh, fairly so, quiet. And they are trying to get the individual that wrote it to call them back. So the le- they get the letter in late December, uh, and then they won't say what it says, but they, like you said... The sheriff's office is saying it didn't necessarily provide any additional information, right? But they then they were trying to find, also trying to find the person who wrote the letter. Yes, they would. They they will do it anonymously through uh, Crime Stoppers, but they want to uh, have a dialogue. Is the way it's being described. They want to be able to ask some specific questions. Interesting. Hmm. So anyway, that uh, hit uh, the, the headlines yesterday. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're, it's unclaimed property day oh. nationally, and, you know, you did that thing. Uh, Chris Lofgren had a really good uh, personal experience. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they did you get some dough back? Uh, yeah, it actually was uh, a, an IRA or a Roth IRA that his late father had. Oh, really? And uh, Chris was the executor of that uh, state, and so he and his 
siblings are going to be splitting up some well, pretty good. Okay. All right. I, I'll, I'll let him tell that if, That's, we, if we do it in the morning. Well, you right. know what? I'm going to check myself. Because your Johnny had something on Oh, there. yeah, that's right. He does have something. Again, I checked it again. He's still got it. He's um, still got it. Yeah, i got to tell him to claim that. We've got the link at KLIN.com. So you can go in there, just enter your name. You'll see. Uh, but this is also a, nas- a national day for unclaimed property. And uh, so yeah, just a reminder. Huh, two other people with my last name also have some stuff there. Not me, though. Disappointing. Other, otherwise, uh, you know, kind of a quiet. Duty Command said it was very quiet overnight. Good. It always makes them happy. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, and then the other thing, and it'd really be interesting if you uh, happen to talk to Johnny about this, since he's a UNL student, is yeah. they, they have a new text to UNLPD service called Convey 911. Okay. And uh, the, the neat part about that is that it will translate up to 170 languages. So oh. international students yeah, for English may not be their first language. Sure. So they rolled that out this week. Okay, covering cool. that as well. Yep, they're still getting in the they're still getting in the routine of going back to class there. Yeah. Still week 1 of classes for uh for second semester there at the yep. university. The only other thing that uh, I'll bring up is that rainfall this weekend along with the temperatures well above normal could increase the risks of some ice jams on some uh, of the like the Platte, Hill Corner, Loop River. Good point. Big basketball game tonight too, Caleb. Big basketball. Yeah, day. number six Wisconsin here in Ooh. town, seven thirty tonight. Wasn't there I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Wasn't there a pretty good win last night? Women got a good win last yep, night against women Purdue too. Back in the winning ways. Yep. All right, six twenty six. We will take a break. That's uh, what, what's going on here this morning. Got a lot coming up. It's Thursday. Uh, by the way, it is a ticket Thursday, and so we're going to play in Generation Collaboration. Tell you more about that right after this break on KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anderson. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Hi, greetings. Welcome back. 636. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, remind me which concert we are giving tickets away to today. Eagles. Eagles. And, and Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. At least half of Steely Dan. Uh, yes, over at the uh, CHI Center in Omaha. So that'll be... That's a good... That's a... We you, we did uh, tickets to that earlier this year when we first got the tickets, mm-hmm. uh, and and they were a hot item then. And so this show is coming up February tenth, so a week from Saturday night. So if you want to make a night of it, go see the Eagles and go see uh, at least uh, at least Donald Fagan and and uh, Steely Dan. You can uh, you can get out there. And here's the thing about today's Ticket Thursday. We are back on generation collaboration. Yes. Once again, we were once again pitting 
pitting the generations against one another uh, as it, as they were meant to be uh, with Caleb and the Millennials versus me and the Xers versus Mark and the Boomers. But we have multiple pairs of tickets for this concert available. Several. So if you win, if you win, I, I think maybe we just say to win the tickets today, even though we'll still do the extra point for the purpose of points. Yeah, clear your generation. But just clear your generation. Yep. Is that okay? I'm good with that. We'll do that because I want to make sure people get out to this concert because this is a good opportunity uh, to uh, to get out there. So we'll be playing that at 710. Listen for the cue to call. And, you know, best of all, represent your generation. Millennials got out again to another quick lead last week. Uh, you, you know, Many are asking, is it over? We all know why. I mean, we don't need to get into that. We all know why they got out to a big lead, but they did. Because we're the smartest. And that's, the most um, brilliant. Also, extremely handsome. That had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Uh, but we're going to be, yeah. So I, I want to get some, I want to get some. Now, I don't know how many millennials want to see the Eagles and, St- and especially Steely Dan, <laughs> to be honest. I mean,. I didn't even I didn't even really get into Steely Dan until five years ago. So, and I'm I'm clearly an extra. So, we'll see what the interest is from from that generation. The Boomers might have a big day today. I'd be prepared for that. And again, I mentioned this at the outset, but whew, tomorrow's Friday already. Week really goes fast, Caleb. When you start your week work week on Wednesday, a little something for me to remember in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Write this. Put this on your chart. Put it down. Write that down. Put that on your chart. So so that means tomorrow is already Request Line Friday. And so we are uh, making it the Groundhog Day edition of Request Line Friday. The song that you feel like you have heard the most in your life, a.k.a. Bill Murray hearing the same song when he woke up every morning. What is that song where the... Uh, internal play count meter in your head, if it existed, what would what would be number one? And and again, like you can do what you want, but I think the idea is not necessarily like my first reaction to this is going to be like people are going to say like Happy Birthday or you know Silent Night or Amazing Grace or something like that. I'm not necessarily saying a general song like that. At least if you're going to do that. A, a specific version, mm-hmm. like one where the play count in your head has song artist, right? F- for for whatever that is, yeah. and the the reason why it might have happened could be it could be a lot of things. It could be a you just love the song, so you're all you've always been playing it throughout the course of your life. B it could be a song where you grew up, maybe with someone in your family. Who played a song nonstop or played the same? They had that CD or the same cassette, CD or whatever. cassette in the car every time you were in it, or you had a sibling who did it all the time. Or it could just be that sometimes, listen, we on on KLIN we do you know probably the country's best variety in terms of the music. We understand there are some radio stations in this country right now whose forte is not shall we say extensive variety and that could have been something that contributed to you hearing certain songs just a lot when you say oh why do they play the same seven songs exactly well pick one of those so if that if that's (laughs) happened to you so are we are are we getting okay in terms of how was our response little tap it early 
Uh, yeah, I think people are still we, figuring it yeah, out. We've we, got we've had a couple come in, and I don't know if they'll change their request, but they've been there've been a couple like Christmas songs uh, requested so yeah, far. Please don't make me play Christmas songs. Yeah, please don't make me play Christmas. Hopefully, uh, hopefully my explanation there was was more helpful. And I did I did forget yesterday that the reason that we picked this was to to go along with Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. if that even makes sense. So. Uh, AMC is running a because they're going to play Groundhog Day all day. On, oh, are on, they? On so like tomorrow. in the style of the Christmas story, like they usually yeah, do where it's Christmas just a, a full marathon. But the commercial just made me laugh because it's it's really short, and then it runs again, and I was like, do it again, do it again, and then it starts a third time. I was like, yes, and I all I wanted, I was like, just do this for whatever your entire break is. <laughs> if this is a three minute break before you go back to the movie, just do this yeah. over and over. Oh, and by the way, if Poxitani Phil or Unadilla Bill or uh, what broke wrecked suspension Rick or whatever is it? <laughs> you never once Rick gotten it correct. Ruined suspension Rick. What was it? Do you know it? I can't. Know. You don't know it either. No, I don't. But I know that's not right. Something suspension. Um, I don't know. Mike has to. Mike. Mike has to. Whatever. If the if the three you know the three major mascots for Groundhog Day uh, all all come out tomorrow. They're definitely alignment they're, wrecking Rick. Alignment wrecking Rick. Sorry. I, I, I found it. They're all definitely seeing their shadow tomorrow. So and and remember, it's Unadilla Billy. Unadilla. Oh, Bill. Oh, that's right. They had a they had a new a successor, right? Yes, a lady. Yes, a lady. Excuse Ooh, me, I did not lady. mean to misgender the <laughs> Unadilla. I mean you Groundhog could, Day. You could have the the whole community up in arms and yes, right. Puxitani. What? Fell. All seven of them? Right. Puxatawney Phil National, Unadilla uh, Billy Regional, and then uh, Alignment Wrecking Rick, <laughs> the pot, the pothole groundhog <laughs> for Lincoln. For se- I, I assume he lives on 80 or 74th, 70th Six Street. more weeks of potholes. I assume he lives on 84th or 70th Street. It's got to be one of those two. Or Old Cheney. Or Old Cheney. Six more weeks of potholes. Aren't we getting a pothole update today? Yes. The mayor is having a news conference on potholes. A pothole news conference. I tried to ask her about it on Wednesday. I talked 10, about it with her on Wednesday. 10.15 this morning. <laughs> like what? Bre- Breaking news. Okay, what exactly are you going to say about potholes? Um, they're filling. I mean, they're out. Listen, they're out filling them. I see them all over the place filling those things up. Yeah, but I think there's more showing up than they can fill. There's a lot. There are definitely a lot right now. All right. Alignment wrecking Rick. Alignment wrecking Rick. Alignment wrecking Rick. Alignment wrecking anyway, Rick. Anyway, my my point my point of the whole thing was that I sh- they they should not see their shadows. None of them should see their shadows at this point, given what the forecast is. So I don't know. Is that a good thing if alignment wrecking Rick stays out of the pothole or not? D- does that mean it's soon going to be filled and he's that, going to lose his home? That's what I would. Assume. So that means pothole season is ending. If he stays in the pothole, it's six more weeks. Yep, because. Of- Potholes. Yep. If he sees if he sees his shadow and jumps back into the pothole, okay. six more weeks of potholes. I'm going to be really mad if if the mayor comes out today and they steal our idea. Well, Mike's idea of alignment wrecking Rick. Well, I mean, they like to do the kind of the cute things yeah, with the, the snow, snow fighters, the snow fighters, and the name and the snow plows. Well, text her, call her. Right. I can like I can see her saying like, "Hey, we've introduced we've introduced this new." Uh, mascot essentially to help the city be able to track where we're at in fixing our 
Fit, and then you know she lets out this this cute little gopher with a hard hat on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like the gopher has a hard hat, right? It's like when did they put this mascot together? <laughs> <laughs> Alignment wreck and wreck. All right. Did you have another update or something you want? To, you want to, no, it's fine. You, I'm glad. I'm glad you came in. Sometimes I wanted to make sure there wasn't you know uh, another giant pile up of cars like we had the last time that you came in with this. Uh, all right, we're supposed to do the sound off. Yeah, when, whenever you want. According to the schedule. It's your show. According to the schedule I've been handed, <laughs> we need to do the, the sound off, shall we? So let's get, let's do the, hey, they had the big tech CEOs in Congress yesterday. This was weird. Congress uh, was out of control yesterday. They And so, did you see this moment? Uh, they were like, hey, maybe you ought to turn around and apologize to all the parents behind you. They said it to Zuckerberg and stuff, and he did. And it was like, I don't know, it looked, it looked incredibly. And you had all these parents. Well, just take a listen. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Snap CEO Evan Spiegel apologized to the families in the room who say their kids were hurt or even worse, lost their lives because of social media. Spiegel apologized to families whose kids bought drugs using Snapchat. And Zuckerberg, at the urging of Senator Josh Hawley, told the families he's sorry for what they've gone through, but neither of the executives squarely took responsibility. Lawmakers are placing the blame on social media companies and their CEOs. They're clearly frustrated by these executives and by the fact Congress hasn't passed any substantial legislation to protect kids and their mental health on these platforms. Okay, I mean, I guess are they going to do something then? I have no uh, idea. And what is it exactly? Like, honest question, I don't I don't at all disagree with the, the thought that there are certainly issues that they've they've created out of their existence but i do wonder what it is you know what the specific steps that people would like to see are here i've got some uh let's see if i can go back here and get this uh started here i gotta unmute this thing this was uh this was kind of the scene in the discussion would you here. like to do some ways of victims here today Have this you is josh holly okay would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these three big efforts. To, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim, you hide behind a liability shield, you can't be held accountable? Shouldn't you be held accountable personally? Will you take personal responsibility? Senator, I, I think I've already answered this. I mean, this is these. Well, try us again. Will you take personal responsibility, Senator? I view my job and the job of our company as building the best tools that we can to keep our community safe. Well, you're failing at that. To, well, Senator, we're doing an industry-leading effort. We build AI oh, tools nonsense. that your product is killing people. Will you personally commit to compensating the victims? You're a billionaire. Will you commit to compensating the victims? Will you set up a compensation fund Senator, with your money? I think these are these are with your money. 
Senator, these are complicated yes, issues. Yes, no, that, that's not a complicated uh, question, though. That's Senator, a yes or no. Will you set up a victim's compensation fund with your money, the money you made on these families sitting behind you? Yes or no? Senator, I don't think that that's... Uh, my job is to Sounds make sure like a no. good tools. My, my job like is a no. to make sure that... Your job is to be responsible for what your company has done. You've made billions of dollars on the people sitting behind them. Are you here? You've done nothing to help them. You've done nothing to compensate them. You've done nothing to put it right. You could do so here today, and you should. All right, so that gives you an idea of what the tenor of that discussion was like with uh, Zuckerberg yesterday. Did you see the conversation between the uh, the Arkansas senator and the TikTok CEO? No. Can, do you, uh, yeah, I, I've got a uh, a small clip, only about a minute from that one. Okay. Uh, this this will be uh, interesting to hear. Uh, and are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation I'm in asked, Singapore. I, no, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half ha- years in Singapore. Do you have any other? Do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm a Singaporean. Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Did anything else happen in Tiananmen Square? Yes, I think it's well documented. There was a massacre. Uh, there was an yeah. indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens. Okay. All right. Uh, the senators are all going after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're creating some some dramatic moments for sure uh, on the on the floor there. But what are they actually going to get out of this? That's that's the question here. Uh, Fed makes a decision yesterday on interest rates, holding firm for the time being, not dropping them. As expected, the central bank is leaving its benchmark interest rates unchanged for the fourth straight time at a range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent, where it stood since July. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Inflation is still too high. Ongoing progress in bringing it down is not assured. And the path forward is uncertain. In its policy statement, the Fed said it does not expect it will be appropriate to reduce the target range until it has gained greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably toward 2%. In December, most officials anticipated they could cut rates three times this year if inflation continued to decline gradually to its 2% target. However, during his press conference, Jerome Powell indicated that a March rate cut was unlikely. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. All right, so uh, no plan. Plans yet to cut rates because inflation is still above where the central bank wants it to mm-hmm. see here at that that point. They're done hiking, it sounds like. Um, but in terms of when they're going to start cutting, not yet is is basically the answer here. Okay. Not where they want to be when it comes to inflation. Uh, I don't know if you were uh, following, if you followed this story at all. Um, did you see Caleb the this Jackie Robinson statue in Kansas? That I went, heard about this. That went yeah. missing, and they ended up finding out what happened to it, and was uh, well, not good. There's outrage after a statue of the iconic player who broke Major League Baseball's color barrier was taken from McAdams Park in Wichita. Police are searching for the suspects who cut the Jackie Robinson statue from its base, leaving only the bronze feet. Fire crews found remnants of it Tuesday while responding to a trash fire. There's now a mass 
massive push for online donations to replace the statue, surpassing more than $150,000 on what would have been Robinson's 105th birthday Wednesday. The theft happened in a park where about 600 children play at an organization called League 42 in honor of Robinson's uniform number with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Tom Graham, Fox News. What a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Uh, all right, last but not least, this is interesting. This is kind of an interesting retail one here at the end. Uh, you remember, Caleb, a, f- a few years ago, it looked like Walmart was like, okay, uh, it is. Uh, we at Amazon are going to be one and one A here, mm-hmm. right? We are going all in on Amazon. We're providing the membership that's kind of like the Prime. Right. We are fa- we are really go- going online with our stuff. In fact, we're going to have a movie rental, you know, like a video program like that. And now it seems like maybe they're changing course just a little bit. Walmart is planning to build or convert more than 150 stores while simultaneously continuing to remodel existing stores. The move is a big change for the retailer. Back in 2016, Walmart said it will be slowing new store openings and instead investing in its online efforts, technology, and store remodels as it aimed to be more competitive with rival Amazon. The news comes as Walmart is relying more on its physical stores to fulfill online orders and use them as online pickup locations. During the next 12 months, Walmart is looking to remodel 650 stores across 47 states and Puerto Rico, creating tens of thousands of jobs. Hillary Barsky, Fox so News. It, it, it's interesting. It's almost like that they, they are finding out that they've got a little bit of a leg up because people can get stuff more quickly by going to a brick and mortar yeah. store even if they order it online mm-hmm. instead of instead of waiting for the delivery perhaps that's just me kind of extrapolating on the information that i heard there all right 655 that is it for your sound off we're going to check in with capital humane society uh, about the uh, furry friends you might be able to adopt that's coming up next on lnk today with jack and friends on klin <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's hear about those pets Capital Humane Society has, and they need a home, and maybe you're the person to give them one. Matt Machado joins us right now from the Capital Humane Society. Tell us about that. Good morning, Matt. How you doing? Pretty good. We got a big one tonight. Let's get on Let, the bubble. Yes, I will be there very loud, uh, maybe losing my voice uh, here tomorrow. <laughs> so hopefully a lot of people will be in that same that same boat. Uh, Captain Humane Society, what do we have uh, for adoption, up for adoption today? Yeah, so first off, we have Percy. So Percy is a two-year-old husky German shepherd mix. He's a neutered male, primarily black and tan in color, and he weighs 51 pounds. He also has some bright blue eyes, and he was surrendered to us, his previous owner, just simply couldn't afford to care for his injury after he was hit by a car. And so, unfortunately, due to that injury, he did have to have his back left leg amputated. So he's adjusted well, though. He's a tripod now, and he's doing well, and he's ready for that new home. All right. Very good. And tell us uh, what else you've got. And then we got Rocky. And so Rocky's a six-year-old domestic short hair. He's a neutered male in black and white in color, and he weighs 14 pounds. He was surrendered. His previous owner's personal health uh, prevented them from being able to care for him any longer and so he's a mellow laid-back cat would enjoy a quiet home where he can uh, spend plenty of time on your lap all right very good if people are interested in making an adoption of the pets you mentioned or anyone else uh, any of the other pets that you've got there how can they do that yeah so come on out to the pilot pet adoption center we're out at 70th and nebraska parkway we're open today and tomorrow from 11:30 to 7 and then saturday and sunday from 12 to 5 very good all right thank you very much matt we'll chat next uh next week have a good weekend all right 
Thanks. There you go, Matt Macharo. Capital Humane Society. Matt's always a good Husker basketball fan, too. Getting me psyched up for the game tonight with number six Wisconsin coming in. Speaking of getting psyched up, it's time for Generation Collaboration right after news. Listen for that cue to call. Your chance to win a ticket to see, win a pair of tickets to see Eagles and Steely Dan. I'm going to give away a lot of them as long as we got people winning the game. So get those dialing fingers ready. That's all coming up. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And liver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I think you guys want to see this concert. There's a little demand that happening phone, on the phone lines. Those phones lit up like a Christmas tree. As soon as I unbusied the lines. And good. I'm glad glad to do it because we want to make a lot of people happy and we want to uh, get get a lot of uh, W's on the board for anyone but the millennials here. So uh, here's, here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to go through as fast as I can. I'll put you on the air. You tell me what generation you are. You'll match up with your host. You and your host will get five questions. We'll still probably do the extra points for fun, Caleb. But yes. you get the prize. You get the prize if you go five for five. Correct on your card, just for scoring purposes. And millennials have the early lead right now after one week, but we are still very early in the season. Uh, McLean's going to go first today. Uh, McLean, good morning. How you doing, sir? Morning. How are you, Jack? Good. Uh, what what generation? I'm again proudly representing the millennials. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Millennials I, taking the I, first I was not prepared to all of a sudden be playing. I thought it was all going to be boomers and Gen yeah, X, but let's, no. let's ride. McLean's here. All right, here we go. Right, right off the top. Uh, ooh, I don't think you're going to get this first one. Her song, Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb, was released in 1994. I don't think you're going to get this first one. No, no. Oh. It was the, it was the Latin singer. Yes, it was. <sighs> don't help him, Mark. Not that was help, and I know that there's been there was a movie series there 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 was a TV series there was a movie. Why can I not think of her Latin name? Singer from the nineties, a, a woman. Yeah, and she died. She she was killed by like a, a stalker. Selena, that was Selena. Is that your answer? Yeah, you guys. Yes, you're the worst. <laughs> I knew we could talk it out. You actually got a hard question, and now that was that was the chance. <laughs> that was the chance. Uh, this animated series chronicles the adventures of Tommy Pickles. Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats. Uh, so I, see, I have no. I would have no idea what that is. <laughs> what automaker's 2007 S80 was the first car to market with an automated braking system? Good night. Let me repeat that. What automaker's 2007 S80 was the first car to market with an automatic braking system? That's Volvo. I mean, yeah, it is, oh, but oh. how do you know that? 
All in, all in on McLean. <laughs> this is okay. You're actually earning it this time, which is even more annoying. I Nelson, was a ballet at one point. Okay, <laughs> that explains it. It paid off. Ah. Nelson Mandela was the first black fully democratically elected president of what nation? Wow, South Africa. Correct. In addition to having his own sitcom from 2001 to 2006, this actor and comedian started films such as Ocean's Eleven, Mr. 3000, Guess Who, and Soul Men. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Is that what you want to go with? Sure. Is it Cedric the Entertainer? No, it is not Cedric the Entertainer! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh. Who was it? Bertie Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah, got me there. Oh, no. You guys went through, like, hard questions there. I I probably wouldn't have come up with Bernie Mac, so. Oh, wow. Almost. Sorry, McLean. Wow. He can take another shot at it if he can get back on. I I, Honestly, if he weren't a millennial, I would feel really bad for him. Uh, But since he's a millennial in this game, I feel only a little bit bad for him right now. All right. So now we go to an ex, I know, because he plays with me frequently, uh, Chris Nolatha. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, Jack. Pretty uh, good. Good. The Millennials just lost. Did you hear? Uh, I knew that question right off the bat. I remember the <laughs> blackjack dealer in Ocean's Eleven. Yep. I would have got that one right, too. Sad. Oh, All no. right. Let's hear our questions. Mark, we just got to get five to uh, get, the, right. get the tickets here. Shout at the Devil was a hit for what band? Uh, that's Motley Crue, Motley Crue, right? Yeah. Motley Crue. Who became the first female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court in 1981? Sandra Day Sandra O'Connor. O'Connor. The late Sandra Day O'Connor, yes. Yes. The popularity of home videos grew with the introduction of what kind of video capturing device? A, a camcorder. camcorder? Yeah, camcorder. <laughs> what 80s action-adventure series about a group of mercenaries? A-Team. I know it was. I know it was. There's no extra points for making him not say the whole question. That's awesome. Well, I mean, when you say mercen- team of mercenaries, it's not like a real common plot. So, all right. What do we got? Oh, oh wow. Here's talk about a give me. What Huey Lewis in the news single was featured in a 1985's Back to the Future? Uh, well, there actually were. It, just to be clear, the answer is probably Power of Love, but there were two yeah. songs from Huey Lewis in that movie. The other one was called Back in Time. Just to be clear. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm was, I'm sure the answer Power is... Power of Love was the... Yes. That was, that was the main, main one. one. Power of Love. All right. Uh, okay, yeah. so, uh, so we got through that. We still are doing the extra point uh, just for okay. fun here. So what do you want to do, millennials or boomers? Does he get tickets Well, now? of course we got to do millennials because right. you're the man there. All right. Yep, he, he's won tickets already. Yep, let's, yep. let's do millennials. Ooh. What yeah. Arizona senator ran against Barack Obama in the 2008 <laughs> U.S. presidential election? That's John McCain. John yeah. McCain. We did it, Chris! That's a dub! That's a... Nice job, nice job. Uh, can you come up? Do you, do you want to come up for the concert? Can you or not? When is the concert? A week from Saturday in Omaha. If, I tell you what, if I can't, I've got zillions of family members that always love it when I get right. these concerts, okay. so I'm going to take them. Hang tight, hang tight. We'll get your information. Good job, Chris. Way to get the X as a dub. Very nice. Okay. Okay, things are going very well 
as this game has started. Should, should have maybe questions like that. Stop. Stop. Uh, Tim is next. Morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good morning. All right, Tim. What generation are you? I'm a boomer. All right, boomer. Boom. Now it is Mark's chance to play the game, and Caleb's doing a million things, so he's going to ask you the questions, but just a moment. Hey, Tim, can you also turn down the radio in the background? The radio's down. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah just, just getting a lot of uh, feedback. All right, whatever. It must be on a speaker. That's fine. Uh, okay, we'll figure it out. Uh, uh, questions for Mark and Tim. Introduced in 1965, Quisp is a type of what? Breakfast cereal. Yes. Correct. Which artist did Cher divorce in 1974? Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Come on. What million-dollar company did Ray Kroc start in 1955? Come on. Come on. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> Disney opened this theme park in 1971. Ooh, which one? Uh, Disney, Disney World. World. Dang. This singer was a member of Faces before his hugely successful solo career. Rod Stewart. Dang! Hammered it. Tim ain't playing. Look at look at these Tim guys not, go. The boomers are coming. Tim, you plowed through that, man. You won the tickets. Congratulations. Now, now for now for an extra point. No, this is an exhibition just for fun. Yeah, the, uh, millennials no, are Gen X. For points. Yeah, and for points, and for points. Good point. Yeah, you guys want to answer the extra point for millennials or Gen X? Gen X. Okay, Gen X. Here we go. During O.J. Simpson's 1995 murder trial, what lawyer famously said, "If it doesn't fit, you must acquit"? <laughs> Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. And That's correct. Yeah, we had that one recently. All right. You almost played my song there. Boomer, sweep it, Tim. Congratulations, man! That was a that was a near perfect performance. It was a perfect performance. Congratulations! Thank you. Way All to right. go, Tim. Hang get, on. Get your info. He's going to go to the concert. All right. Great job by Tim. Mark, we both got a W already, yes. and Caleb's got a loss. This is <clears throat> this is a dream come true so far. Well, I think I figured it out. Uh, let's see I've if got Mountain Dew in my cup now. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if uh, Mike can keep it going. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? Uh, I hope Mark hasn't used all his gray matter yet. Yeah, I know. He was, uh, well, actually, I think his partner kind of carried yeah. him to yeah. be, to be. I mean, he was so quick, you didn't even get a chance to have to think a whole lot on that one. Don't be one so. Let's do it, Mark. Hey. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to get, uh, we're going to get the questions from Caleb to Mike and, uh, Mark. And if you're just joining us, we are playing Generation Collaboration, the battle between the generations. The millennials have won four seasons in a row. Mark and I are trying to stop that. Uh, and if you win today by getting five in a row, you get tickets to see the Eagles and Steely Dan in Omaha at the CHI Center a week from Friday on February 10th. All right. We got time to play yeah, maybe probably two, a couple two, more, two, three or more of these. Now, so. is it, you said Friday the 10th, isn't it? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday the 10th. Sorry. Did I okay. say Saturday the 10th? Fact check. This group <laughs> released the album Strange Days in 1967. Strange Days. What year? 1967. But I also don't think the year necessarily should matter with knowing this one. What was the first part? This, this group released the album Strange Days in 1967. It's got to be The Doors. Uh, okay, that sounds... Yeah, I was going to go with one of the three bands, but that works for me, Mark. If it works for you. I think so. Mark liked that druggy music. Yep. 
1965 Voting Rights Act was signed into law by what president? Well, who was the president? 65, would that have been Johnson? Yep. What social and fashion movement saw teens in flared jeans? Oh, uh, bell bottoms. Bell bottom, baby. What? What social and fashion movement saw teens in flared jeans? Oh, Not the name of the jeans. Would, would it have been hippie, Mark? Yeah, it'd have to be. There you go. Uh, that was kind of you, Caleb. Kind of you. Yeah. Uh, this Hollywood legend hosted The Price is Right from 1972 until 2007. Jeez. <laughs> Bob Barker. And which legendary composer wrote classics such as the Pink Panther theme, Moon River, and the theme from Peter Gunn? Is it Bern, Bernstein, Mark? Um. Well, didn't you just pass away a couple of years ago? Yeah, he did. I'm, you're saying the composer, uh, right? The composer for the Pink Panther Bacharach? theme, Moon River, and theme from Peter Gunn. Was it like Bacharach? Back? Yeah, that is, is that. I'm thinking maybe Percy Faith. No, um, uh, Mancini. Uh, oh, Henry Mancini? That's what comes to the top of my mind. It was in that okay. that genre, so I trust you, Mark. All right, Mancini, you're going to go with. Got it. Got Mancini. Two in a row. Two in a row. Where tickets are uh, out there for the Boomers, Mike. You're going to the show next Saturday. All Congratulations. Right. All right, uh, Millennials or Gen X for an extra point. Mark, should we try a baby question? Yeah, give right. him a. Baby. I'll take whatever. It does, it's it's an exhibition, so just for points. No, points. So. Just yeah, for points. This is important. Sorry. What U.S. Olympian won a record eight gold medals in the 2008 Beijing Olympics? Jeez. Come on. Oh, uh, Swimmer? What U.S. Olympian won a record eight gold medals in the 2008 Beijing Olympics? <laughs> he was a, a swimmer. I, I can see him. Uh, oh, um, tall, skinny guy. <laughs> no, he was yeah. like, he's actually about 350 pounds. <laughs> 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 um. Dang it. Tall guy. Uh, got, got, uh, oh, people are yelling uh, at the uh, radio. Mike, so uh, Phelps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Phelps. Michael Phelps. Oh, he got it. Point. Thanks, Mark. You did it. Mike, well, congratulations. Thanks. You won. Thank Two, you. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Two in a row for the Boomers. All right, let's do this. Uh, we can do this last one, I think, can't we? This will be our last one. Let's do one final one. Uh, good morning, KLIN. Whoa, it's kind of loud in the background there. Who do I have on the phone with me right now? KLIN, are you there? Uh, sorry. Who tell, tell me your name. Gary. Gary. Sorry, Gary. Couldn't hear you there very, very well. All right, Gary, what generation are you? Gen X. All right. You can drag me the door line, yeah. uh, All right, let's do it. One final one. This is the last one. So busy out the lines. This is going to be our last one because we're a, out of time. It's a classic arcade game in which you try to cross a highway and a river. Uh, Frogger. Uh, Frogger. Yeah. Legendary athlete. Oh. Legendary athlete Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is known for playing which sport? <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> which guitar legend played the solo on Michael Jackson's Beat It? Uh, that, I think that was Eddie Van Halen who played that. Does that sound right to you? Gary, Gary does that sound right yeah, to you? Yeah, Mike, uh, Eddie yeah, Van Halen. On Saturday Night Live, David Spade popularized what catchphrase while acting as a flight attendant? Buh-bye. 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 I still do it every time I get off a plane. Which critically acclaimed filmmaker directed the horror classics Videodrome 
the fly and naked lunch. Oh my gosh, I am not good at these. I have no idea. A horror director. Videodrome, the fly and naked lunch. So, like, oh man, this sucks. I'm so bad yeah, at these. Like Wes Craven, is that a director? A name pops into my mind. I mean, that that sounds as good as anything. All right, let's. Just, I don't think that's right. Oh, I'm so sorry, man, Gary. I'm sorry. What was it? David Cronenberg. I wouldn't have ever got that stupid, stupid question. Man, that was the end of. Almost had a perfect day going there on this contest. After week two, millennials still out in front, Seriously? but boomers hot on their tail. Gen X in third. All right, we got more of the. We'll have more. I think we'll do more of these ticks next Thursday too. Yep. If people want to go to fourteen, that's another jack of your time saver traffic. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the morning drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three. All right, let's get things started today with number five. It's been nearly three months since Tyler Goodrich went missing from his Lancaster County home. Now, the Lancaster County Sheriff's Department, right at the end of last year, received an anonymous handwritten letter with no return address. It was delivered to their office through Crime Stoppers. And uh, LSO uh, Captain John Vick says the paper letter, they have no way of contacting the person who wrote it, and they want to uh, create a dialogue. Even if they can do it anonymously through the tips part of Crime Stoppers, they they want some more information. He said the letter did not provide them with any new information, but for some reason they think they might be able to ask some questions and get more. Okay, so if I'm tell me if I'm understanding this correctly. So the fact that they got this handwritten letter from it's anonymous, right? Right. Is that and no return address. And so. And it didn't give them new information, but the interest in it for them is that they want to find the, the person they, they because want, they want to have conversations related yes, to... They, they want a dialogue, whether it's conversation or data, you know, uh, sure. through texting. I mean, obviously, when, you, when you've got an investigation that's been going on this long and you're looking for any sort of a lead whatsoever, if you've right. got someone who claims to have whatever information, and, and we don't know what was even said on this... But on this my, piece of paper. My guess is that they probably talked about some piece of information that the sheriff's office is aware of but has not been made public. That would be my guess. Wow. But again, that's just and, a guess. Like, and, and again, I, everything is speculation here, so I'm not going to get way into it. But, man, it's hard not to wonder who in the heck, who that would be, what kind of information they would have, how they would, how anyone has would have any further information that would be particularly useful because I like you kind of, you know the way you kind of think of it is that you know he took off running and probably didn't have a lot of interact my assumption which again is could be a faulty assumption but didn't have a lot of interaction with people after that um, after he he was out running and so a potential potential breakthrough maybe I mean I don't even want to say that at this point Mark but well, they can develop like, more information from it that's I think what they're trying to do it is kind of amazing it's super hard to talk about this but it is a, 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 if you were expecting at some point I, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground that there's at least some some probably thought that perhaps he's 
deceased somewhere in, in the area. But if that's the case, the fact that they haven't found it yet at this point, that they still haven't found, given all the searching that's going on and, and sort of the ability to have some sense of the location, like a little bit of a sense of the location in terms of where he left from, how far he could have gone, those sorts of things is... Or was this a, a planned disappearance from the grid? Yeah. Or is is there is there that? Because you would think, again, if he was inside of kind of the area that you could generally get in the time allotted um, without having contact with any other person, that, 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 that you would find some evidence of that here by now at this point. And so it is, uh, boy, I, I really, man, I, I just really hope at some point you've got something that answers some questions for friends and family. It, it reminds me, do you remember, do you remember up, uh, Mark, a few years ago, there was a, uh, a, child this was in the omaha area do you remember that oh, yes. who was missing yes, like there special were needs special child. needs child. i don't think there was ever any answers no on that there hasn't i just i can't imagine just never any i it's it's hard to believe that in this day and age that that could that could ever happen but nonetheless uh wishing the best that you get some answers and and you know hoping against hope at this point that who knows that there's some kind of miraculous end to to this story too. So we'll uh, we'll see if we hear any more on that, and of course keep you updated as well. Number four proposals to reduce property taxes at another rocky day yesterday, or a rocky reception anyway. Uh, the uh, Nebraska Examiner details it. Paul Hamill. Uh, this time it was representatives of local governments that levy property taxes, like school districts, counties, natural resources district. They told lawmakers that hard caps on spending and property tax would cause reductions in service. Sure, I mean, I think that's true. I I, I think that's true, and I unless they can uh, find more efficiencies. Sure, uh, exactly. But at, at very least, less. Yeah, here's again. Here's the issue. I think. I think like Senator Linehan said, we can't keep putting money out for relief of property taxes, and 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 they still keep going up. And that's, of course, that's going to happen if there is something where the localities are still, you know, they're increasing them or they're de facto, even if they're not increasing the rates, The you know, we've gone through this a million times, if the valuations go up and those sorts of things. So the way that they're trying to aid that, there's two bills that they were debating yesterday. So the first one is 1241, LB 1241. That would require subdivisions, so this is your school boards, your cities, your counties, those sorts of things, when they see an increase in property valuations to lower their tax levy so total use of property taxes don't increase. So, for example, for example, I had, when I was talking to the mayor on Wednesday, she was talking about how they were reducing, you know, how they had reduced reduced the property tax rate and at the city level. The levy. The levy. Yes, the levy. Thank you. The levy. And I said, I was like, right, but you know that the property valuations all went up. And so it's it the, the end result, the end result that matters is not one number or the other just of them. It's the it is the levy times the valuation, right? That's the right. number that matters. Yep. And so what this is trying to do is saying, okay, well, we are going year to year. We're going to make sure that the levy is basically a sliding scale with valuations, essentially. 
So it's a zero-sum game. So right. if the valuations go, you're not meaning that the municipality is not going to get a windfall from the levy, or excuse me, from the valuations. And they would, I mean, mark, and then I guess hypothetically, their option then would be, okay, well, you'll have to increase the levy then to be able to be able to increase revenue at that point, which I don't necessarily have a problem with that, that part of it. Well, there, um, there's, there's some built-in uh, uh, limits. Yes. Uh, I think it's well, like two and a half or three percent in, in total dollars. So that's the second bill, and that would take away... Um, on, on the school board end of it, that would take away school board's ability to override a 3% cap on spending increases. So that was the quote-unquote soft cap that adopted last year at that point with a vote of 70% of its members. So instead of having the school board being able to override the 3% cap, right. you would have to go to the voters via a special election, and you'd have to win 60% in the special election if they would want to exceed the spending cap, which... Honestly, Mark, it'd be interesting to see how that would go if that ever happened. Right, it, and that, that that would be using schools as an example, but there's also a push to have that with each taxing entity. Right, because it's not just... And as, as when I talked to the mayor, she, you know, I think correctly pointed out, the city is a small piece of the pie when it comes to the whole property tax, who's who's getting the property tax. The, the schools, public schools is a lot bigger chunk than, than the city is, but... You know, it's 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 interesting, Mark, because I've continued to sway, say, well, I think the only way that you're going to really fix this without it being a van, Band-Aid, if you want property taxes to be lower in your localities, is to have the boards themselves, right, right. Cut, cut, cut the levy, right, or change the spending, or, or do one of those things, and if they don't, put people on those boards that are going to do that if you want it to happen. But certain places don't do that. And so it makes you ask the question, do they really want lower? Is, is lower property taxes really their number one concern, even though the state seems to believe that it is? The, if you had this hard cap situation, it actually went to voter approval on a special election. You kind of put it to brass tax and find out, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. With, with one of these things. So... I don't know. I, I, I said it before, Mark, that you can add this to the list of, of needles that have to be thread with all yeah. of these different things yes. to, to make this whole whole plan and, and, work. And there's not a lot of room in the uh, ne- in the eye of the needle uh, to get this That's exactly through. right. You don't have a lot of... Uh, you, I think what you mean is there isn't a big cushion of votes no. uh, on, on any of these things. So that's probably true, too. Moving on. Number three. Lincoln Journal star Matt Olberding dropped the story about an hour ago. Here's Lincoln going to get another downtown hotel. Big one. Yeah. So this would be at the uh, former Journal Star Production Building. It's uh, right there at what? Nine, 900 Q Street. Yeah. 9th and Q. 9th and Q. Yeah. And this is uh, this is a from Drury Development Corporation. Now, the first thing I think of when I think of Drury is I think of that, uh, that hotel out beyond Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. When I go see Kansas City Royals games, right. and you can see that, but, it used to be the Adams Mark. I yeah, but can't. But Drury has a, a higher end part of its brand as well, and that's sounds like that's what what this would be according to Matt's article here at this point. Uh, two hundred fifty two room, eight story hotel that this would be. So, 
another uh, that'd be another pretty big hotel right there in downtown Lake. Right, if they which did this. you know, with the, that many rooms, uh, that makes the convention center in that part of the city even more viable. Yeah, and I know that's something Jeff Mall talks about quite a bit when when getting events to Lincoln is they talk about how many hotel rooms do you have right in, in, in your proximity. And some of that is, okay, well, you can stretch that up to Omaha, but when you have it in the immediate vicinity and you add 200, 250 plus, that's kind of nice. Also, I all through college, they because it's a St. Louis-based company, they were one of the, the partners with the athletic department at SIUE. Mm. So we always stayed in juries everywhere we went. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a higher. Now I, can, I looked up the brand, and now I can't Plaza. remember. Drury Plaza. Plaza. So it's like it's a little different than that Drury Inn yeah. concept. So a little nicer. So yeah, to get you know fitness center, pool, uh, full yeah. service restaurant, that type of. Thing. So uh, 252 rooms, uh, and uh, Matt Olberding did a really good job of putting this in in perspective. So the Cornhusker, to give you an idea, the Cornhusker is 300 rooms. So this one would be pretty comparable size, at least, uh, number of rooms to uh, the Embassy Suites. So, like, about the size of the Embassy Suites, bigger than the Graduate, smaller than the Cornhusker, to give you an idea. This is in addition to Hampton Inn going in at the Golds Building and Residence Inn by Marriott going in at 9th and R Street. Yeah, that's and we just recently got not not in that right there, but we just recently got the Scarlet went up as well. Right, that's how it. That, uh, I, I know, but but here in yeah. town, yeah, right. The Scar- and, and you got the new Holiday Inn downtown. Yeah, the, but the Scarlet used to be another hotel though, so yeah. it didn't add any. But you're right, the that Holiday Inn across the street, Holiday Inn Express, I believe. Yes, um, and the the new one out at uh, Innovation Camp. But I mean, man, you're infusing another. I don't know, all three of those, you're probably infusing another four or 500 hotel rooms into into downtown Lincoln. Which, by the way, you know what this makes me, one of the things this makes me think is, Lincoln ought to put in a bid to host an NCAA basketball men's well, tournament at some point. That's that's where I was kind of going when, when bringing up you trying to get events to Lincoln. A lot of the NCAA events are dependent on your hotel rooms. they got to be getting up there now, you would think. They gotta because be, gotta be close. I, I mean, I remember that question. There was an article about that in like the '90s or early 2000s. Like Lincoln's never going to host it because they don't have enough hotels in downtown. And that was back when downtown, your only hotel options, Mark, were you had the Cornhusker and you had the w- w- the Holiday Inn, which is now the Scarlet, and then the Embassy Suites came along. Scarlet. I don't, I don't are know. You talking what about the Graduate. The Graduate. Yeah. My bad. I got the graduate and the Scarlet mixed yep. up. Sorry. I messed that up. I, I was the Scarlet is the one on the Innovation Campus, right? Right. Yeah. It's the yes. graduate. Yes, yes the graduate. Um, and, and but anyway, the only ones it was really Cornhusker, eventually the Embassy Suites and the Holiday Inn. In terms of like the big ones at that right. point, we've like we've like by a factor of five, we've increased that. I would well, yeah, say you've, you've got the Kindler down there too, although it's a yeah. smaller. It's yeah. Well, you, you got a Kem- Kindler, you got the Hyatt, you've got. I mean, you've got a bunch of, bunch of them down there. So interesting. So that's what they're. Uh, that's what they're going to do with that area. Good. Uh, good piece by Matt. Check that out if you want more details. Number two, as we've been telling you about in the news, uh, Nebraska Treasurer Tom Breezy is encouraging Nebraskans to observe Unclaimed Property Day. Go to NebraskaLostCash.gov. We've had some success on that right here in the Broadcast House building with 
guy that's coming up right now. He'll tell you about Chris, it. Chris, did you Google your name and what you uh, you hit the jackpot, or what happened there exactly with yours? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. It's not a windfall by any means. If I was an only child, I'd probably be a little better off. <laughs> but between the six of us, we'll, we're expected to see about $800 a piece. Hey, yeah. all right. So well, that was an good. old IRA that slipped through the cracks somehow. No kidding. It's crazy. I, it was I got, your father, right? Yeah. I got one. I got one, and I still don't know what it was. That's the funny thing is I got one that was over $500. Yeah. It was a little over $500. I still have no idea where it was or where it came from like they, they didn't tell that's interesting how did they did they actually let you know what yours the one yours was yeah what it was yeah i don't think i ever found out they have uh because they turn it over to the state the company uh-huh. basically turns it over to the state and then it's up to the state to yeah. settle it or just hang on to it i guess i don't know what they do if they have i had no idea long-term stuff but uh, hey there's some stuff for my dad in here is there? I found my son. My son has them. Yeah, so go what? there. Like it, like, it happens. Go there. I found some, Last time I did it, I found some my sister had. Yep. So what's that website again, Mark? Check it, it out. It today. is lost. Uh, Nebraska lost cash. Yes. Dot gov. Now, it, Here's just, the easiest way. Just go to KLIN.com. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've got the link in okay. the story there. Cool, cool, cool. And KLIN.com is a lot easier. But, to like, th- they're doling out, like, tens of, like, 10, 20 million dollars a year. Over there's some significant over, stuff well, in there, yeah. There's over 200 million in the Nebraska lost cash. Uh, it would be fascinating to talk to the treasurer's office and find out like where all these, where all the, they come from. Yeah, right. Generally, yep. I, don't know, I mean, you're, you well, obviously they, knew your situation. It, it, insurance policies, uh, bank accounts that uh, you know had balances that never got closed. Yep. Uh, tax returns. Yeah. Utilities or rent. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, down. Oh, like a deposit. A deposit. Like, like I'm a, betting my son's. Like he's only 19, so I'm like, what could he have done? I bet he had a final paycheck at one of his jobs before uh, he quit there you it. Go. That's another that one. He didn't actually get. Yep. Uh, is my guess of what that probably is. So maybe, maybe. So yeah. anyway, all right. Good, Chris. Good stuff. Thanks for letting us know. Congratulations. Don't spend Thanks. it all in one place. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Number one. And for the first time in 16 years, Billy Joel dropped some new music today. Turn the lights back on. All right. He is, uh, di- that's crazy. So, I mean, he he didn't do any new music in 16 years. Nope. I mean, still most of the, most of the people of his generation that are up there, like, the, I mean, like, goodness, Cher just put out a Christmas album, right? <laughs> we, there's, I mean, Dylan's always putting stuff out. Most of these people are still always putting stuff out, but. He really didn't. He just kind of has been doing these residencies at Madison Square Garden, and uh, I think that's the last good. one he put out was River of Dreams. I, let's uh, no, re- really? You think no, so? No, no it, was, it couldn't have been that. No, that was I've got shoot, I've got a little bit of uh, I was going to play a little bit of it. Can we do that here? It's not Request Line Friday yet, but this is called uh, Turn the Lights Back On by Billy Joel. In fact, why don't we let this play a little bit and just call it good on the sound yeah. off? We Thanks. good with that? Thanks Morning drive. Oh, whatever. Thanks to Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Thank you to them. And you're right. It is called the Morning Drive Sound Off. It's a different segment. (laughs) You're still on K today with Jack and Friends. Not yet. Request on Friday, but we're still playing music. Seventh Avenue. So many things have changed. The places, the faces, the traces of the days of falling out of range. While I'm 
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. And it is time to say hello to Robin Eshelman, Dave Alberts, the Grow Lincoln team. You can hear them here on KLIN Saturdays at noon. Uh, you can also check them out on social media. Always always movers and shakers on, on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Go ahead and follow them there. Uh, a lot of times they get some tips there. You can give them tips. You can ask them questions sometimes. We may even use those questions right here on the uh, on the show. So, uh, let's say hello, uh, Robin, Dave. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. Uh, better drives here <laughs> than the last couple of weeks when you guys have come. Boy, in, you're huh? right about that. Yeah. You know what? Good I was morning, think- gentlemen. What I was thinking this morning. This is a remember. Just two weeks ago, it was 20 pounds of wool and thermals and goose down yep. and. You know, now this morning it was like, well, I should probably throw a sweater on before I jump into the car. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. I, I mean, I got the uh, I got the shorts on here at this point. It's almost a necessity here because uh, I took out my I took my dog for a walk, wore a jacket the other day, and I regretted the jacket. So that's always an interesting. <laughs> I had lunch interesting with situation. Two, you bring up the shorts. I had lunch with two guys yesterday. They both had shorts uh, on. Uh, yeah, everybody's going for it. I don't. Blame I them. came back to work. It was we had an event, and I came back like about two o'clock in the afternoon the warmest part of the day and it's like wow today would have been a good day for a skirt or shorts <laughs> yep 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 hey before we get into your your information we hit something here on the morning drive a little bit i just love to hear you guys's thoughts on and that that's the story matt olberding has uh about the details drury uh looks to be planning a downtown hotel in the uh spot where the journal stars former production building was there ninth and q they've drury has actually owned this site since 2020 uh at this point and so but the plan we learned more about that it's a building permit uh eight story 252 room hotel on that site a drury plaza which is a little bit more of a kind of an upscale version of of their brands uh guys just any quick off-the-cuff reaction from hearing about a big hotel like project like that going in well you think of a project that size that's a pretty good size project uh that might tilt the scales a little bit when we're talking about the convention uh center oh yeah i I hadn't thought of that yeah going into one of those downtown locations So the post office was one of them that they had talked about um and then there are some others that are kind of in that in that area too as well but you know i'm thinking about gravitational pull here with this announcement that you know for many many decades there were a lot of airports um, hotels by the airport and the more the Haymarket grew and added hotels the more those receded got shut down got changed or torn down and even when you think about the last maybe 10 or 20 years where hotels have gone around town closer to shopping centers mm-hmm. and convenience stores you know up and down north 27th and interstate 80 
what does this do do when the gravitational pull becomes so strongly the Haymarket and downtown? What does it do to those smaller hotels out there? I think it's really tough for them. I mean, I we, think it's tough for them. We we've seen a couple of them, uh, kind of, they, for lack of a better word, almost implode one of them on north 27th converted to apartments a lot of them have sold and resold trying to find a brand that can work right well i mean you think about it and it used to be it used to be cornhusker embassy suites holiday inn yeah right that was that was pretty that was (laughs) yeah pretty much it in downtown lincoln well they had that big holiday inn on cornhusker that you're talking about you know with the Oh, the swimming pool, the old holodome. Uh, oh, that holodome. goes. That goes back. Uh, that does go back. That was that was when holiday inns were a big deal that, for a vacation. Dave, that's when there were motels on Cornusker Highway, which nobody even remembers right. anymore. Right, but I mean, in addition, I mean, you think about it. So I don't know. Uh, Fifteen years ago, those were it was still pretty much those three in downtown Lincoln, and now you've added the Hyatt, you've added the Courtyard by Marriott, you've added the Hilton Garden Inn, you've added I guess the Graduate just just transferred, you've added that Holiday Inn Express right, right as well, you've added um, even a small hotel like Kindler, yeah, Kindler, um, you've added I'm trying to think, yeah, Kindler would be another one that's been added. Those are all there, and that doesn't even that doesn't even necessarily count too. Um, like what's gone on, like Innovation Campus, which isn't far from right. there either. That's added some hotel space and, and too. Think and, like Scarlet. A, and think like a visitor. You're pulling up Lincoln, Nebraska hotels, and you see all these dots, 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 dots. In the um, Haymarket and downtown area, you are naturally, as a consumer, are going to think, well, there's probably good restaurants nearby. That's where most people go. It's probably safe there. Whereas if you see sort of scattered dots in other parts of Lincoln, mm-hmm. you're maybe less likely to even yeah. book a stay well, there. Particularly yeah. if they're not a chain. I mean, you still have a, you have a, out by the airport, you've got a, you still got a decent group of hotels that are out there. You've got a Fairfield Inn and Suites. You've got a Holiday Inn, Inn and Suites that is out there. You've got a Hampton Inn, Lincoln Airport. Yeah. Country Inn that's out there, but take note; those are all name brand, right? Uh, yeah, hotels. There, the business person would feel okay the e- with the Econo Lodge is still out there. Do they still have the place? Remember, anybody remember the place out there called In for Less? Uh, that was there was a. Everybody has that thing that happened in their high school. There was a thing that ha- there was a controversy in my high school about. Kids renting out, a bunch of kids renting out a room for a party at the Inn for Less back in the day. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of High such school kids up, up to mischief. Yeah, the Inn for Less was infamous in the uh, <laughs> mid-90s at Lincoln East. So, yes, don't do that, kids. Don't rent out the Inn for Less. Sorry. Uh, now, now, now they're renting out the Hilton Garden Inn. Right. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> It's just it's just a nicer uh, party hey guys, venue. Hey, An Airbnb. Hey, all everybody's coming out to the Kindler big party tonight. We're gonna we're gonna hit the Boitano's bar beforehand, right? Uh, that's anyway. the other, that's the other thing is how is the Airbnb industry in Lincoln? That's a good point too. These days too, because uh, nationally there's been a little bit of some of the glamour has worn off. Like oh, yeah. Twitter sphere talks about you know oh I encountered these unbelievably high fees or my host canceled on me and i had to go find a hotel and maybe now is the time for the hotels to punch back maybe 
Uh, all right, let's talk about some other things going on. News yesterday, uh, curious, Dave, um, about a, 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 a commercial property on Pioneers that they're having some, in, in, some structural integrity issues yes. uh, there that was making news uh, yesterday. I didn't, yeah, do you have anything, anything about that? Well, uh, that is a uh, property that uh, is a client of mine's property. We, as Albers Company, uh, just were leasing agents for it. Uh, I did get a phone call over the weekend about what was happening there. And... Uh, I think that one thing that people need to think about as business people and uh, as property owners is your insurance. Uh, we, I've never seen anything like what happened at this property in all the years I've been doing I cannot it. think of this happening anywhere in Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, Maybe and, cracks in the floor? Yeah, big deal. This but is a, not this. This is, this is significant. Uh, and for those who don't know, there's like it's like foundation issues on a hill, right. basically. Yeah, so I, I mean a bunch of the soil. <clears throat> I'm going to use the word sloughed off into the creek mm-hmm. and caused some foundation issues. But but my point about the insurance is for the tenants that are there, uh, you really need to read your insurance policies about business interruption insurance because this could cause a lot of tenants some problems and for landlords out there you need to look for different potential exceptions that might happen in your insurance policies for your properties you know uh, it's just i mean it's not fun and sexy stuff but when something get like a this good happens, insurance agent that can yeah. explain to you what this covers and what it doesn't cover yeah you just don't know and i i'm not specifically talking about any particular situation and we had the same problem with another uh mutual friend of ours who had a fire and some of those tenants really had problems because of the not having business interruption yeah. insurance yeah so many of our businesses in lincoln i mean we have a lot of business people that listen to this show some of them work for our own multi-million dollar businesses that can self-insure but the vast majority of the people out there listening to us are very small business owners and if you can't pick up your laptop and work from home or meet your customers in a, sh- in a coffee shop and you're location dependent business interruption insurance might be expensive but it's something you have to think about and you know it could be a tornado it could right. be, you know, anything other than, I mean, it doesn't mean your building's going to collapse, but it could just mean something in your building that stops you from being able to come to work. Right. And I can just tell you, the owner of the property is a very nice person. and Who just, didn't deserve this. <laughs> absolutely didn't. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just have a lot of sympathy for, for him as well as, and his wife, as well as uh, the tenants that are there. I mean, nobody expected anything like this. The building had been there for twenty years, by the way. Okay, I don't, I'm like I don't even know which one. I'm it's a, it's out by Advanced Medical Imaging. Right, it's it's just to by the by Antelope Creek, to the the bike trail. Yeah, just to the uh, west of uh, okay. Advanced Medical Imaging. Gotcha. gotcha. Kind of sits up a little bit higher. Gotcha. So, all right. Um, so I sent you guys uh, a tip this week. This yes, is exciting, thank you. Which I got from someone else, so it wasn't my own thing. But apparently, out there by low on Apple's Lowe's, excuse me, on Apple's way, 
We got more chicken coming, or maybe it's already arrived here in Lincoln. Trailer Birds Chicken. I looked up uh, their menu: chicken tenders and hot chicken sandwiches, tots and fries, and catering services. I am. Uh, I'm interested here. Trailer Birds. Trailer Birds. Chicken. Yeah, it's it a chain. Appears to be a chain. They call it Na- Nashville Hot Chicken. Uh, is what they what they specialize here in this, and from everything. I can see. I think they might already be open from what I can see online. Uh, I didn't. Not, I yeah, did not have time to drive by there. And like look they already it. have. Uh, like I Google it and it like shows me a place I can order DoorDash there. So from from Lincoln on on this set sixty one twenty five Apple's Way. So I think they're going good. So, uh, somebody check that out and let us know. And uh, Lincoln loves its chicken and kind of in a little proximity there with Raising Cane's. You Pretty know. close. Kind of close to raising canes. That's uh, some hot competition we, in the chicken. Are we going to have some chicken wars? Uh, we could be. I mean, we've seen them in Lincoln before, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. I wonder if chicken's making a comeback. We had like a bunch of chicken in the. Now they call it the 20 aughts, mm-hmm. which I think is very strange. Yeah, Why not weird. just 20 teens? No, but, but yeah. <laughs> like for a, for a while, the like. Places like Wendy's and and all these places had the chicken sandwich wars. Yeah. Even if they weren't necessarily primarily chicken places, that was a huge deal because Popeyes came out with theirs. Everybody went nuts. Burger King tried to get in it, and McDonald's tried to get in it. So and yeah, then, and it's then, popular. But then we sort of shifted into burgers, and you had yep. you know Honest Abe's was was the rage, and right. then everybody started adding gourmet, you know, yep. gourmet yep. burgers to their menu. Yes. Maybe we're back to chicken. All right, retail, uh, a, a pet pet type store here. Uh, where do we have this? What's going on here? Yeah, this is at 5200 South 48th. Uh, the name which of their business. Which is? It's 48th and what? Nobody, about, uh, I'm sorry. It, which is a Pine just, Lake? No, uh, almost Highway 2. Uh, uh, about the 48th North, and Highway, 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 highway 2. But it's just, just no, yes, excuse it's me. called Nebraska, Nebraska Park. Parkway. Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, that's a hard thing to for me to quit. Yes, yes. Yeah, but it is north of Nebraska Parkway. Okay. My daughter calls it High Park. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the name of the business is Pet Once. Uh, they provide high quality fresh food and treats for your dog or cat. Uh, they will also have grooming in the near future. Michelle Hobbs started Pet Once out of love and frustration. One of her dogs suffered from a painful skin allergy, and no matter what food she tried, it continued to suffer. So she found a manufacturer and worked with them to formulate a custom pet food, uh, custom pet food in small batches, and made fresh every month. So. Right. Uh, out of out of a problem came a, a solution in a business. Now, right. now Jack is a brand new pet owner and probably didn't want to hear about the possibility that he may have to deal with dietary trauma. Jeez, oh, <laughs> just one more thing, Jack. One more thing. But hey, let's hope that is not. But hey, your pet retrieves lost items, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's always that. All right, we'll have to uh, check that place out. But is that like kind of by the? Is that by like the? Am I thinking right? Like the Earl Isn't May Isn't there area? a fire no, station? Yeah. If if you remember where the Godfather's was, wrong street. Uh, oh yeah, before okay, so before you get to right. apartment complexes, houses, right. fire stations, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, there's a, that's in a strip center, and I believe this okay. building is just to so the north of that. So we're not all the way that. to Old Highway, right? Too. 
Right. Gotcha. All right. Uh, all right. We've got a couple of minutes here left. Let's move through these last ones. Uh, what uh, new, Something uh, out there new for the uh, Lincoln Northwest High School students, it looks that like. That Sonic is open. One of the residents of that neighborhood reported to me the other day it had been under construction, and we mentioned it a few months ago. But I think that would be probably the first restaurant we know of in 2024 to get open so that'll go uh, going to get some good business there pretty quickly i would guess one would think so yeah uh all right uh pine lake road what do we got yeah, here southeast this, lincoln this is campus life uh they're building a new outreach and activity building it's 9500 square feet one point two million dollar building I, permit and you can see uh plenty of work going on i'm old there. enough to remember when that was the only thing out there Pretty yeah. Much. I, well, yeah. 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 I was just acreage is hidden. Or maybe that Jehovah's Witness, trees. that Jehovah's Witness Church across the street too. That was uh, out there too. But that was about it. And then it was like the country, right? Yeah. Okay. Now well, it was all acreages and much. Yeah. Acreages. Yep. Now it's a village and before Village Gardens. It even it was just Campbells and like you said and a bunch of trees and stuff out there. Uh, all right. And then uh, one more 18th and O uh, nonprofit update. Old timers know this as the old. Dude tow chevrolet building right. but i probably in recent decades there was a couple medical clinics that tried to make it there and failed at that location or uh, it just did not work out for them city light church which is on 29th and o street was able to raise their money by the end of the year and purchase that building. So they are doing a pretty big renovation project in there. And one of the church members, Jared Fralick, was telling me they're hoping to get open sometime in this year. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, I think that's everything we got, guys. So there we go. Uh, what? We're, we're on this weekend, right? right. We are. Yeah. Home and Garden Show is coming up Ooh. next weekend. Um, so we're going to preview that. John Henry's Plumbing will be in to talk about home remodeling services. The owner of U-Stop will be in to talk about how C-stores are changing, what will happen as electric vehicles and driverless cars become more common. And LPED will be in to talk about resources for Lincoln entrepreneurs and startups. All right. I'll be interested to hear about how convenience stores are changing. They're becoming full-service restaurants now. It's one of the <laughs> Grocery <laughs> stores. Yeah, grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah. All right, very good. Robin, Dave, thanks so much. I always appreciate the input. We'll talk to you again next week, all right? Thank you. There we go. 40 degrees in the capital city, 826. Caleb's got to check the sports. Coming up next on KLIN. Urologist Brett Anderson. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us on this Thursday morning, the first day of February 2024. And Thursday at 835, it means it's time to talk to the voice of the Huskers and host of Sports Nightly that you can hear right here on KLIN, Mr. Greg Sharp. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Jack, I'm great. Can you think about the last 31 days, what we all went through? In the month of January. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yes. There's a lot packed in there. And now, like days like yesterday, it's like 63. It's yeah. sunny. I got shorts on. You got to be thinking. It's got to be hard for you not to just say, hey, I'm going to do some baseball prep here. I think maybe a little bit or just being in that mindset. At least I would if I were you. I, I went out to Hard Talk yesterday and watched them scrimmage for a couple of innings. Oh, so really? Yeah. They were out nice. at Dean Hartog, and then they had a four-inning scrimmage. I think they're going to be out there again today. So, yeah, they're oh, underway. Wow. And they 
they can't believe it that they're out there right now after what the earlier part of the month was like. Yeah. Yeah, man, text me next time you do that. I'll bring some peanuts and we can hang out and and uh watch some baseball together. That sounds fantastic. Um all right, a lot of a lot I want to get to today, uh but I want to start with with uh an interview you had Earlier this week with uh, with a new member of the Nebraska football coaching staff who uh, a lot of us, I don't think, know a whole lot about. Had a chance to do that, had to hear from him in the interview, and kind of want to get some of your takeaways from talking to Glenn Thomas. He's the newest member of the offensive staff for Nebraska, coming over from the Steelers. Uh, it took a while because he had to finish up, obviously, the NFL season. Steelers were in, in the playoffs, uh, but that's official now. He sat down in studio uh, with you guys earlier this week, I believe it was. Uh, tell me, kind of just, I guess, your impressions right off the bat about Thomas moving over to the college game and what he was like in talking to him. Really personable guy, and I like the fact that he's had his leg in, in both ponds, right? I mean, he's, you mentioned the Steelers is his most recent thing. Before that, he was the, the OC at Arizona State, and he was with Matt Rural at Baylor and, and at Temple, and then before that, he was on the Atlanta Falcons staff and worked with Matt Ryan. So, He's worked at different levels of football, and I like that because I think, you know, particularly the way Matt Rowe wants to run some things, some NFL concepts will be very helpful. So I really enjoyed my chat with him. I also like the fact, Jack, too, that he's got two teenage boys. And I said, well, what about getting them moved here? Oh, we've already got a contract on a house. We're in. Let's go. And I like it. Tony White did the same thing when he got hired. He had his family here, ASAP. I uh, got moved into a, a house, and so I like guys that just jump right into the community and 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 do that. So really encouraged by by my visit with him. We didn't get into much of X's and O's. He hasn't. He's barely found his office. Uh, so sure, and that, all that'll come. But really enjoyed my first interaction with Coach Thomas. Well, and just looking at his resume, like I knew he was with Pittsburgh last year and 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 so i was like well you know jump into the college game but you look at his resume and as you mentioned 2022 arizona state 2020 2021 unlv then baylor and temple with matt rule temple 2015 it wasn't until 2014 he was in the nfl with the falcons back then so i mean he has spent the vast majority of the last decade in the college game right? right so this isn't a real other than this one year kind of uh, situation with the Steelers, it's not like an adjustment to get back to the college game for him. Not at all. And so, he, you know, he's used to the recruiting part of the job and, and all of that. He, he just said it was so fun to walk back in the building. And, he, you know, he was at Bader when Garrett McGuire was playing and E.J. Barthel was with this group at Temple. And he just said, everywhere I turned, I knew, I knew who I was bumping into. And he goes, it was just a feeling of I'm kind of home. And so that was, that was a, great, a great sense. And he's really excited about working with these two freshman quarterbacks and Dylan Riola and Daniel Kalen. I think he's excited about uh, kind of starting brand new with those guys, and, and he's got to learn a little bit of the offense as well. It's changed a little bit with Sat, so I think he's excited about all that. You know, it was always interesting. I wondered when the season ended, you know, I thought there was certainly, there was definitely scuttlebutt that maybe Nebraska would look to reshuffle some titles, maybe look for a quarterback coach and, and shift what Satterfield is doing, um, Satterfield. And I, I like, I, I kind of thought maybe they would grab a guy right away that would be sort of involved with the transfer portal process and the, the, you know, kind of the hand picking of the next quarterback. And at that point, I didn't know all the Riola, Riola stuff would happen, but that it didn't end up going that way. And as you mentioned, he's now, he's got the hand that's been dealt him. It's a very good hand, obviously, at quarterbacks, but he's not, he's probably kind of learning who these guys were. These were not necessarily guys who he's, who he's picked out necessarily. So that'll be fascinating to see how that relationship developed go, going forward. He, he was 
familiar with Dylan because of his time at Arizona State. At that point, Dylan That's and his right. family was, was in living in, in the yeah. Phoenix area. So he, he, he goes, I, obviously, I was aware of Dylan. He goes, I did not know Daniel, but he goes, I'm really impressed with his first couple of interactions with Daniel and didn't know Heinrich at all. But he says, you know, I, I, I got to look at a guy who started five games this past season, and that gives us kind of a veteran presence in the room. So a little bit familiarity with Dylan, but the other two, no, not none at all. And and the other thing I thought was interesting, you know, I think there was, uh, he, he comes in and, you know, Satterfield's already there. So I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Dev, like co-offensive coordinator titles now, in addition to that, correct. is that right? And, correct. and you know, I suppose that could be, people say, well, is that weird? Is that awkward situation? I did actually see that when, when, um, when, uh, when you had, sorry, when you had Matt Rule at Temple, Basically, the same thing happened at that point because uh, Rule hired him from the Falcons, uh, t- and Satterfield was the offensive coordinator. And Satterfield went from quarterbacks to running backs, and they hired Thomas at that time, and he took over at quarterbacks. And then Satterfield went on to Tennessee Tech, and Thomas became full time offensive coordinator. So this isn't even this isn't even really the first rodeo <laughs> for almost this exact coaching situation for these two guys. Right. That, that that's again the the familiarity. And the ability to say, well, we've worked together. We've done this. We've, we've put together game plans. We've, you know, we've gone through battles of games. And, and what I like about it is, you know, sat about halfway through this past fall, remember Jack moved upstairs. That's and right. Now you can, you can leave sat up there and you can have coach Thomas down on the field with the quarterback. So you've got eyes on both places where I think that was, will be really nice where sat started the season and didn't feel like he could, you know, he felt like he needed to be down there with, with the quarterbacks and talking to them. And so we didn't really have those great eyes in the sky. And then yeah. that happened midway. Now you've got Thomas down and Sat. I'm, I'm assuming that's what they'll do. Sat will be up and Thomas will be down. I think that's great. Right. Now, with this taken care of, we should, I say should, be entering into You've got classes in session now. It's got, got a little ways until spring spring game starts. Obviously, recruiting is, is going on right now. But now we should be in like sort of a fairly quiet period, news-wise, for Nebraska football. Does that seem right uh, yeah. now for a bit? The coaches are out recruiting this week. That period ends Sunday night because there's a signing day next week. It'll be pretty quiet on Nebraska. Oh, that's right. They'll, they'll probably officially announce some of the transfers that have entered the program. But we all... <laughs> As Nebraska media covers it, we've all pretty well heard all those names for a yeah. while. But So the coaches will be back in office and around the team for good starting next Monday. They're into week three of winter conditioning. The mat drills, which that got a lot of attention last winter, mm-hmm. uh, those are where they do these real competitive games and That's those right. type of things. Those start next week for this team. So that part of it ratchets up quite a bit for this group. Spring game tickets. Jack go on sale next week. Season ticket holders get first crack on Tuesday. And then the general public on Wednesday get a chance to buy spring game tickets. And I got to imagine with the kind of the mystery of the quarterback spot, that they'll be pretty hot commodity. Yeah. People are going to want to see these guys. Yeah, I bet so. I bet so. And and uh, yeah, I love moving it back in April. I love the idea of maybe like a you know seventy seventy three degree day to go out there and do that, and then maybe go catch some softball and, and uh, baseball after it as well as we talked about last week. Um, all right, let's let's move on to a little bit of. Uh, oh, actually, before I go off football completely, I want to get quick your Harba- your uh, your reaction to Harbaugh moving on. That um, they stayed internal with the hire with more. I don't think that was real shocking to to anyone here 
But how difficult do you think it sets up for this team now next year with a little bit of a change? Obviously, they're going to have a roster. It's really fascinating to kind of look, it's early, but look at with this factored in and everything else, what that Big Ten kind of hierarchy is going to look like when you start to see the preseason magazines and stuff. It does change it, doesn't it? I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a, a, a household name in college football. And to lose him to the NFL, I'm not surprised at all that he did it. Kind of got the feeling midseason when he was having his battles with the NCAA that he probably was not long for the college game. But in a way, I think it's kind of a loss for the Big Ten. I mean, you lose a big heavy hitter head coach, and you lose a little prestige here. And it's going to certainly change the formula at Michigan. And I think they had no choice to do other than what they did with promoting more up. But, I mean, who would you rather, if you're a Big Ten program like Nebraska, who would you rather line up against? More on the opposite sideline or Jim Harbaugh? I think it's a pretty easy answer. I I think it's, you know, it's a... A tough thing for Michigan. That's that's. I'm not crying for them, but right. I do think it hurts a little bit of the prestige of the league that that he did bolt for the NFL. And and it'll be interesting because Ohio, Ohio State seems to have such a kind of fruitful off season in terms yeah. of player personnel. And then you know, kind of looking at at these teams that are are going to become it. Washington's going to be in a bit of a a bit of a rebuild, obviously, with a new staff. Oregon should come in really solid. I have no idea where USC really is right now because they've got coaching turnover and they had their issues last year. And really, same with UCLA at this point. Um, and then you'll have like Wisconsin, Nebraska, Purdue, all on year two of their new coach. Uh, and then Penn State's Penn State, kind of. So it'll be really interesting to see what what, what this is going to look like, kind of what the consensus is in with all the off-season talk that we're going to be doing for the next, what, six months on this. I don't, I don't think there's any question of the four incoming teams. Oregon is best positioned to really make an impact right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But and the good news for Nebraska is we don't play them for a couple, couple of years. So as we get the two Southern California schools, the next few years, so yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. As you just as you just out, put out, yeah. they're both kind of in a state of flux. They're not quite sure where they're going. They have their same head coaches, but for now, UCLA got hit pretty hard with the transfer portal. Obviously, Caleb Williams leaves USC, so mm-hmm. uh, Lincoln Riley's got to find the new quarterback to, to run his system. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to start looking at and thinking about here going forward. Uh, let's let's hit the basketball. Uh, I don't, man, uh, Greg, I don't have an explanation, and I doubt you do either, but uh, I I haven't seen many teams, especially at Nebraska, look this completely different at home and on the road. As as good as they've looked at home, they've looked that bad on the road recently, and it's hard to even put your finger on how it can be that different exactly between the two. They sure seem to lose their aggressiveness on the road, and that just irked the head coach. And you, you heard him yesterday at his press conference say that you know, as sports science people came in and said, here, here should be the load management for today's practice, and he crumpled it up and threw it away and says, no, we're going hard. Uh, so, you know, he's tired of the way that they just kind of got bashed around by Maryland on the backboards and, and the turnover problems. And, and the turnover problems also were an issue at home in the Northwestern game, and Nebraska shot it so well yeah. they were able to overcome that. But when you turn the ball over as much as they did against the Terps and get out-rebounded like they did, you're going to have that kind of result. I think you'll see a spirited effort tonight. I think it's going to be a heck of a basketball oh. game. Wisconsin's really good. Uh, this probably, well, there's no doubt, this is the hardest game left on the schedule for the Big Red. It really kind of lightens up a little bit after this, uh, particularly the home game. So yeah. this will be a challenge, but boy, the way Nebraska Jack plays at home, I give him a heck of a chance tonight. It feels like, yeah, if you get this one tonight, you're right, at home, you feel like you should be planning yeah. on winning out at home. And then if you can even grab, like even grab one road game, 
I think you're sitting pretty good. I think that put you at 21 wins. I think you're sitting at pretty good for the NCAA tournament if you can do that. Win out at home and get one road game. If you don't get it tonight, you're going to have to chop some more wood on the road, which, as we've seen in the Big Ten, is just incredibly difficult this year. I mean, just incredibly difficult. Yeah, agree with you 100%. Because another win tonight over a top-10 team, your resume is really pretty good looking. You don't get this one tonight. You're right. I think you better go get a couple on the, away yeah. from home. It's not. It's not must win, but it's it. It really is going to kind of change where you where you feel like you are here coming into the stretch of the of the final month of the season. And and it sounds like at some point, and I don't know if it's going to be tonight, but at some point, Jawan Gary will come back. I got to imagine, Greg, that if and when that happens, that is going to hopefully specifically impact. At very least, some of the rebounding woes that Nebraska. Man, that Maryland game—they got pushed around on the offensive glass, and Rutgers too. I mean, just killed on. Uh, of all the things that I saw, that probably was the most shocking to me of of what we of in those two games. Shocking, and again, the most disturbing for the coaching staff. That's yeah. what just eats at you because rebounding. A lot of it's just want to and get after it. Yeah. Nebraska just kind of lacked that aggressiveness, and not having Juwan certainly hurts in that area. And if we think back to the Rutgers game, he got hurt, you know, in the second half of that game. We didn't have him for the the end of that one. When that's the one to me that stings the most of the recent games. That that one should have been in the win column. I watched Penn State last night go into the rack and and take care of Rutgers pretty handily. So. That that's a bit of a stain on the resume for Nebraska's that Rutgers game. Are you surprised? I, I I think we you and I have talked about this that it's some it's it's Nebraska has shown that they don't necessarily need Casey Tominaga to go off and have twenty five. They've they've shown that many times this year. I think most most recently uh, in that home game against Ohio State, where you know he kind of sat on the sat on the bench a decent amount of the time. Yet at the same time, Greg, sometimes I feel like. It is so hard to get him shots, um, and I, it's a it's a function of how teams defend him, how the game's called. But there, there's a part of me that still is saying, "Boy, I feel like they've got to they've got to be able to find him more better shots this year, and that would help." You, you ever have that reaction at all watching him? Well, you look at the last two games; like he scored a total of twelve. The yeah. last two, seven and one, and five and the other. So he just hasn't really been a factor. I think part of that, though. Casey's got to do his part on the other end of the floor. He's got to play a little bit better defense than, than he's been playing. So I think that's part of why his minutes have gone down yeah. a little bit. But Coach Hoiberg is so good at, at being able to create offense and get sets put up to find guys' shots. And, and I'd be more worried about the lack of production from Casey if CJ just wasn't on fire right now. I mean, every time he lets it go, you think it's going to go in. Yeah. He does too, which is a great sign. And But, yeah, I – There'll be another game or two where Casey just absolutely fires at home, gets 25, 30 points a game. I, I know those days are coming. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be tonight. And honestly, it feels like one of the biggest harbingers of how they're going to do, uh, and it's been a lot of home versus away, is kind of which version of rank mass that you're getting. You've seen yeah. two of them, right? You've seen really, really, really good, and you've seen it where it feels like he's getting pushed around. And it's weird. Like they said, like you, you, you think of rank mast against Purdue and defending Edie the way he did. And it just, it's looked so different for him in different games. Uh, and that really seems to portend how this team is going to do a lot. So hopefully we get really good, strong rank mast tonight. And needed because Wisconsin's got a couple good inside bigs that are playing really well too. So 
This is a heck of a Badger team. Yeah. They're in first place. I don't think people quite realize they're in first place right now. That's they, right. They got a game lead on Purdue, who almost got beat again last. I time. know. I watched but. that. North. Yeah, that that. I'm glad North Nebraska got that win against Northwestern like they did. I think that's going to look better down the road too. And they've got to face them again. I know on the road, but Northwestern, I think, is coming around to who who a lot of people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then look around the corner of the schedule. They're back up again here real quick. So the yeah. Huskers. Are going to get another crack at them in just a couple of days. This is a big stretch. I mean, you got Wisconsin, Northwestern, Illinois the next week. This is a it's a big stretch for the Huskers. Uh, we'll go more in depth in baseball in the next couple of weeks. But you know me, I get warm out and I start thinking about it. Give me a little nugget, anything what you what you've seen, what you've heard uh, coming up with this baseball season here that gets started. What two weeks from tomorrow, right? Two weeks from tomorrow, we're down in, in Globe Life, the home of the Texas Rangers, getting ready to play the Baylor Bears. It's eleven a.m. First pitch. I think there's some really interesting freshmen on this team. Cale Sanderson's a name to keep an eye on, a left-handed batter from Missouri that really can swing it. And and I had a great conversation last week that we had on Sports Island with Drew Christo. Mm-hmm. I think he's really matured. He's I think right now probably the odds-on favorite to be the Friday starter. Wow. For this team. And if he can if he can kind of blossom into what everybody thought he was out of high school, yep. then Nebraska would have a legitimate Friday guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he, he took took some lumps his first first couple of years around. But if that's the case, and he turns out to be that Friday starter, that would be that would be great to see. Especially somebody that so many people kind of followed through the. I, I remember watching him play in the state basketball tournament a few. I think in the COVID year back a few years ago. So uh, that that's great. And, was, and Jackie was a pretty good football player too. I mean, he was a three sport guy at, at, up in Elkhorn, and, and you know, I think he could have probably played college football, but. Probably made the right decision when you have an electric arm like he does. That's yeah. why we're your chance to make some good money. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, we'll delve a little bit deeper in, into that here uh, pr- probably next week and, and the week after that, especially as uh, as we're getting ready for those first games. And don't forget Nebraska baseball. I already got uh, Caleb's already got it on the board. Nebraska baseball versus Baylor, uh, Friday, February 16th. First pitch. Eleven o'clock pregame, ten thirty. That's Caleb. the official start of spring. That's the that's what we're calling. Yes, it's our Munch Madness selection show, and then we're sending it right over to to uh, Greg to do some baseball. So we're calling that the unofficial first day of spring, February sixteenth. That okay with you? It is, and my apologies to the Clay and Buck fans. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll survive. <laughs> right. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Have a have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Go big red. There you go, Greg. <laughs> Apologize to the Clay Hopkins. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll take a break. Wrap up the show for this on KLIN. Urologist Brett Anderson. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that was a fun show today. Greg Sharp joined us. Robin and Dave joined us. You guys clean us out of some tickets for the Eagles and Steely Dan. Generation collaboration. Good day for the X's and Boomers. Not enough to get in the lead, though. We'll do it again next week, and we'll have more of those tickets to give away as well. And don't forget tonight, Nebraska basketball, Wisconsin on the radio. Big game at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Kent and Jake are going to have you at 6.30 right here on KLIN. Game's going to start at 7.30. Good start time. Not so early like the 6 p.m. where people can't get there on time. Not quite to eight o'clock, where everybody feels like they got to rush out at the end. Little time, also maybe for people to do a little 
boost the economic activity in the Haymarket area before the game, perhaps. I know you're planning an establishment I, I, run. I am going to go. Yep, I have, I'm, I'm going to uh, this game with a friend, and uh, so we're going out a little bit before. I'm very excited about about that. I would encourage you to, if you're thinking about it, fill that place up. Go find go find some tickets. The athletic department has some deals out there still for tickets to this game. It'll be a big one. It'll be a crazy atmosphere. And uh, Caleb, dare I say? Another victory and another court storming? Let's make it happen. If it happens? Let's make it happen. I think it probably probably would. So, should be fun. We'll talk all about it tomorrow. Plus, request line Friday. The songs you've heard most in your life. What are they in honor of Groundhog Days? Which songs been on repeat for your entire life? You let us know. Text Amanda right now. See you tomorrow, 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.